Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. Welcome to today's thing. This is uh, the one day, Wednesday edition of uh, Get It Together. Um, and it's just you and me. Me and you, huh? And 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 I'm telling you, get it together. Um, you know, this this is 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 a time where we can come together, and I can um, shake you up and slap you a little bit. You know what I mean? On a personal level, um, not only spiritual, not only on a spiritual level, but I want to get um, into your reality. And uh, see, s- some of us, uh, we think that, um, you know, the spiritual things and then practical things, that they're two worlds in, you know, two different galaxies, but they're not. And so we are, are getting it together, okay, here at Revival Today. We're getting it together. So we want you to get it together. And uh, today I actually had a question um, about birth control. I'm going to get it out of the way. This is not, listen, don't turn it, don't, don't turn it off just yet. Uh, this is not um, going to be the message for the entirety of this um, short little series we have going here. But um, some lady said, hey, I'm getting married in the summer. What are your thoughts on birth control? Because I've heard that it's it's sin. I've heard that it's sin and that uh, it's it's something that we should abstain from as a believer. Um, just, just like I said, just a quick overview. It's if, if you, um, want to get married, great. Congratulations. If, uh, you don't want any kids right away, um, then I would suggest you get on birth control. (laughs) Isn't that like the most profound thing in the whole wide world? Is God against birth control? I don't think so. There are uh, a couple of times, obviously God says, be fruitful and multiply. And there was a couple of times in the Bible, maybe not a couple, maybe one that I can think of in Genesis 38, where um, God was upset at this brother Omen. And he did something that was um, caused him to die an early death. Uh, but the whole, the whole concept behind that you can read it because I'm not going to reiterate it. Um, it's explicit. Um, anywho, the whole reason behind God wanting to um, annihilate Onan was the fact that he was in disobedience, in direct disobedience to instructions that he received. He was in complete rebellion. And so that was why he died, not because of him wanting to prevent the... the, the um, the birth of, you know, what would be his son or the offspring of his brother, you know, whatever, you know, read it. Um, <clears throat> so what we have to understand here is that birth control in and of itself is not sin. Um, so don't don't anticipate going into it saying, well, we don't want to have any kids, but we're just going to believe God, you know, f- to not have that happen um, if if a if a if a woman and a man love each other <laughs> and they make whoopee chances are they're going to um get pregnant you know it's just 
just got to bring it to the real, uh, the reality, the realness of, of uh, what this looks like because I've literally heard it all. And um, I think it's pretty stupid for you to think that if I lay in bed with my husband that I won't get pregnant. Chances are you will. Profound, profound things here at Revival Today. So, um, uh, you know, whatever works for you. You go out there, study up on it. Don't go crazy. And uh, get it together, okay? Get it together. And, but, but have babies, okay? That's what we are commanded to do. So, you know, multiply once you get married. Today, I am talking um, about, that was for you, whoever that was on my Instagram account. Uh, today, I am talking to you about uh, the reality of being used by God outside of ministry. And I think this is really um, a really interesting concept because the people that are, um, I'm recording up here. The people that, uh, excuse me, my sister keeps talking. Hey, Mags, I have an idea. Shuddy uppy. So anyway, can you put them up in the back? Okay. Um, so the fact of the matter is that, uh, especially those that are um, listening to Revival Today Radio, um, you are a special bunch. God's hand is upon your lives. Why do I know that? Because I do. And um, uh, most people, Mags is telling me that she, I'm recording. So anyway, um, so most people think that because I love God so much that I have to go into full-time ministry. And uh, we can confuse those two things uh, quite often um, and live lives that are very frustrating because uh, you confuse your passionate love and desire to serve God as being one of the fivefold gifts, preacher, pastor, apostle, uh, teacher, evangelist, all these things. And so we think, all right, uh, because I love God so much, I have to, I have to do this. I have to, you know, um, go and venture into full-time ministry. Listen, maybe you're at in Bible school right now and you feel that pull, that tug to full-time ministry, but God hasn't really opened up the avenue as to what exactly to do in ministry. But there are certain avenues in your life right now that are opening up like maybe you're an electrician or maybe you're um, a baker or maybe a seamstress or maybe you work out at the gym. Uh, I mean, that's not a profession, but, you know, one of those personal trainers, that's what I meant. Uh, maybe you're a personal trainer. These other avenues in your life are opening up to you, I would be very sensitive to that. And I want to um, encourage every person that you don't have to be in ministry in order to be a servant of God. And I think that um, for so long, there's been this um, perception that like everybody who's who's used of God mightily has to be a preacher, has to be a pastor, has to be an evangelist and all these other uh, gifts, in the, the, uh, you know, described in the word that are, are all based and rooted in ministry. And that's a falsity. 
And, and how do I know that? Because of Abraham. Okay. Because of Job. Um, because of all of these other people in the word of God that um, really they uh, they're standouts to God and 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 they have made serious incredible impact on um, on this world in this world and and in our faith and so if we see um, let me read you this one Job 1.8, it says, Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? See that? Have you noticed my servant? Now, Job wasn't a five-fold ministry gift. He was a businessman. Have you seen my servant? So God actually looked at this person who is outside of ministry, and he said, Have you seen that man who serves me? He's my servant. So you could be a servant of the most high God and be outside of ministry things. He's the finest man in all the earth. Look at that. He didn't, he, he wasn't talking about no preacher now. He wasn't talking about the pastor of, of, of whatever. He was saying it about Job, a businessman. He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. He fears God and stays away from evil. Listen, for all of you out there that think that maybe you're doing um, the, 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 the lesser, um, but really you want to be in ministry and you want to like participate in like, you know, ministerial things and, and you really feel like that's your passion and, you know, you're frustrated and don't know why God hasn't opened that avenue. It's time for you in this time of prayer and fasting to wake up and get it together. Okay. Because if, if, if these avenues are of, of ministry, they're not working out for you, but other things are, then hello, <laughs> you need to go after that thing. And you could see the impact that, that, um, you know, that Job had with God and vice versa. Like, you know, God had a huge impact on Job in his life that even when everything he was, you know, everything was taken from him, God restored everything doubly. And Abraham, another, another, uh, you know, person outside of ministry, he wasn't a preacher. He wasn't an evangelist. He was a, a, a another businessman. He was a, a, you know, he owned cattle and he had his own army. So we have to understand that this isn't something that's lesser. If God has called you to do something, then it doesn't matter what avenue it is. If you choose right now to be blameless, and these are, are like, you know, just simple practical things for you to be a standout to God. You know, I, I find it very interesting that there are so many people out in the world that say, like, I, I definitely want to be used by God, and I, you know, I just, I, I, I love him, and, and I want to serve him, and, and it's, they, they just don't have it. What do I mean by that? They, they haven't, um, they, they, they don't have the passion. You know, Jonathan was talking about it today during the live stream, and, and, you know, God can't want you to want that. God can't want you to want to serve him. You have to have that on the inside of you. And I think if we continue to, 
think in our minds that in order for us to serve God, it has to be in this realm that we kind of like, you know, suck the life out of that. And, and it zaps its strength from ever really manifesting in your own personal life because we're all not called to be ministers. We're all not called to be in ministry. So once you have that thing where it's like, oh, he's, Jonathan's a servant of God. Oh, wow. Un siervo del Señor, you know, like my mom would say. He's, he's, he's a strong servant of the Lord. As though J Jonathan, because he's an evangelist, that's why he's a servant of God most high. That ain't right. That ain't right. He's the finest man in all the earth, God said about him. And he's blameless and he's a, a man of complete integrity. And that's what it takes. You got to be blameless. You got to hate what's evil and cling to what's good. You have to be a person of complete integrity, which means it, it starts in your mind, doing what's right in your mind and, and, and then having it affect everything you do with the decisions you make all around you. And you, you have to fear God and, once again, stay away from evil. Those are the simple things that you have to do in order to be a standout to God. And most people, they don't cut it. They don't cut it. And maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because they have this, this idea that in order to be a true servant of God, you have to be Billy Graham. In order to be a, a true servant of God, you have to be some kind of pastor, uh, pastoring a church of 25 in, in, in North Carolina. It doesn't have to be that way. Whatever you're at right now, whatever you're doing, if you choose right now to serve God and serve him passionately and serve, I mean, really serve God, really like take the time to have him represent every area of your life. Do you know what I mean? It's not just going to church, not just clocking in and clocking out, but having God be the total focus and center of everything you do. The reason why you get up at night or, or get up in the mornings and, and go to sleep at night, it just everything revolves around God. He's the first person you think of when you wake up and the last person you think about when you go to sleep. You talk to him constantly. You're in constant communion with him. You, you pray and fast like you've been doing. All of these things make you a stand out a servant of the Lord God most high and if you um, allow yourself to to you know come to that conclusion that you are going to be a servant of God you have to you you have to decide that for yourself no one else can do it for you no one else can uh, you know ignite uh, a desire to serve the Lord you have to have that on your own and I can tell you right now, you are the one that's going to reap the benefits. Huge, huge benefits come when you serve God. Why? Because it's just, uh, have, you, have you read the word? Have you, Hebrews. I said Hebrews, but it's not Hebrews. Deuteronomy 11 and 13 says, So then, obey the commands that I've given you today. Love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart. All of these promises in Deuteronomy about how he's going to bless you, how he's going to bless your storehouse, how he's going to keep sickness um, from you. All of these things come first and foremost by having decided that you are going to serve God with all your heart, that you're going to love him and that you're going to serve him, that you are going to be a servant to God most high. All of this stuff comes by wanting to serve God. 
So all of these things, they, they cannot have access to a person that's wishy-washy in their faith. That's they're in, they're out. You know, they're, well, I do obey this one, but I, you know, but this one's kind of like I still like my boyfriend and I, I still, you know, I know that he's not really good for me. So no, you're not obeying him fully because if you did love him and, and you did want to serve God with all your heart and mind and everything uh, – uh, you know that you embody then you would get rid of sin you would get rid of everything that's evil you would get rid of anything <clears throat> you know that would cause you to disobey obey the lord serve him faithfully with all your heart remember the great things he has done for you in first samuel twelve twenty four. serve him obey the lord and serve him all of these things seem so like um elementary but they're the the beginning of a huge blessing that comes once you decide that i'm gonna be a servant of the lord most high everything that i do is going to reflect the fact that i serve a savior and that's why job and abraham were blessed that's why his their, uh, god's hand was upon their lives because they it, it wasn't like they they were first businessmen or they were first you know um whatever great men uh, whatever no they were first servants of god and everybody who knew them their household um the the people that they 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 hired they were gonna serve god too like they they kept it that serious it's like oh if you're gonna be a part of my kin you're gonna serve the lord you're gonna you're gonna love him and 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 make sure that your children and your children's children serve him I mean that there was something special about these men because they got they took it seriously. They took serving the Lord as though it was their number one thing and that's where people miss it. Because they're first a businessman. I'm first an entrepreneur and then I'm a Christian. You got that backward. If you understand that first you're a servant of God, then everything will flow. Then your frustration, the hardship, the 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 the, the you know, uh the glass ceiling or whatever these people say, however they say it, you know, uh, what, once you understand that you're first a servant of God, then it's a wrap. It is a wrap. The blessing of God is going to come on you. The, 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 the blessing, the flow of it is going to come. Creativity is going to come all of it. Once you decide I'm first a servant of God, Romans 12, one says, so then my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. This is the minimum that you should do as a believer. I added that. This is the, the minimum thing, and most people don't do it. So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you. He's appealing to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God because you're in ministry. Eh, no. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is your true worship, and uh, this is the true worship that you should offer. Absolutely, this is a true worship. That, that's, that's worship to God. Serving God is worship to him. And once you understand that, and, and there's nothing, God can't worship himself, and one of these avenues of worship is serving God is dedicating your life and your service to pleasing him. Everything you do should should have that uh, it's for God. 
that it, it should have that meaning behind it or, or whatever it, it should have um it's link first and foremost to god i'm doing this because in the end i could feed children who are hungry i'm doing this because the more money i make i can i could push back into the kingdom i could uh put towards outreaches i could you know to, to spreading the gospel there's these missionaries over here that need help at once you get the fact that you everything you do is to please god and to serve god congratulations everything will change and so uh i'm, I'm encouraging you today ladies and gentlemen don't get frustrated if uh, these avenues of ministry are not working out for you. Be a servant of God. Everybody has to be a servant of God. You have to serve him fully. Commit yourself to him, to, to, to his services. And that is a true act of worship. <clears throat> Offer yourselves up as a living sacrifice to God. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. Right now, on, on this January what? It is not January 3rd. I can tell you that much. Can you fix my watch? I don't. There you go. I don't even know if that's the right time. On this January 9th, I'm going to tell you what. When you offer yourself as a living sacrifice, you have to get uh, with the Lord a quiet time. Shut the door, whether it's in the bathroom, in your closet, in your car, uh, after this podcast. And you tell him and you say, I am giving myself and don't just say this as lip service. If you want to see 2019 be the most successful year you've ever endeavored to have, let me just say congratulations. And secondly, this is what you, you, you got to do uh, is is get um, in communion with the Lord and say, I am giving my life to you as an offering, as a living sacrifice, because it's the least thing that I can do for you. You saved me. You saved me from uh, an eternity in hell. I, I should have been dead, but I'm alive because of your hand that's upon my life. Your blessing is upon my life, Father. This is the only thing that I have is to offer myself as a living sacrifice to you. Use me. Use me, open up avenues, open up uh, uh, doors to that, that would lead me to be used mightily of you. Everything I am is to please you. And once you get that in, I'm telling you, once you start confessing those things out of your mouth, something begins to change. It's no longer something that's just, you know, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just like a Christian. I'm just like a good, uh, just a good Christian. There's a, there's depth to it because when you're a servant of God, everybody knows it. Everybody. There's a couple of people in my church right now that they are not in ministry. And I know that they serve God. They, they just have it written on the inside of them. It's just, a, it's evitable. It's evitable. What is that word? I mean, it's just. It's visible. I don't even know what evitable is, but I'm just going to go for it as I fix my clock. I'm not doing this right now. That's going to take way too long. It's on the third. It's the ninth. And no. So it's it's evident to everybody. That's that's the word that I was going for. It's evident to all of your peers that God's hand is upon your life. Um, 
And I'm telling you, this is the first step in the right direction. If you want your 2019 to be amazing, you got to do that. You got to serve God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first step in the blessing of God to be poured out on you and your family. And I'm telling you, you are not going to live a a mundane life, a life of ups and downs. Once you make up that decision or once you make uh, up your mind, once you make that decision in your head and you say, just like Jonathan was saying this morning, the fire must never go out. It's, it's a done deal, but you have to want it. Do you want it bad enough? Then I would say, Close the door behind you and and start talking to the Lord. Okay? That's it for today, ladies and gents. Get it together. Get it together because this year, it could be our last. I don't know. Jesus might come. I mean, it's that urgent. Um, So there's no time to waste. So let's get the job done. Amen. Uh, On on Friday, it's going to be digging deep. Stay tuned for that. And if you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? I love you. See you on Friday.